0: Live from historic O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill on Campus Corner, it's the Ref Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Breaking down today's Sooner game, here are your hosts Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson.
1: Well, it wasn't just a win for the Sooners. It was a nice win for the Sooners as they win 69-45 over TCU. OU has won 10 games, the 10-2 Oklahoma Sooners, as the regular season has officially ended, and let's start with the good, because there's a lot of good to share offensively. Doesn't get much better than that on the offensive side of the ball, man. 69 points. I know that Billy Bowman had a pick-six late, but they ran the ball, they threw the ball, the deep ball was there all day long when they needed it. Fantastic, fantastic offensive day by Dylan Gabriel, who started and played today in the rest of this offense.
2: Well, and... You know what? Not only did he start and play, bro, he came out gunning. Yeah, he did. I mean, it, that yeah. looked like a guy, Tyler, that had some records in his reach. <laughs> I mean, we I, I believe at one point we had 200 yards passing and two yards rushing. Yep. And it, it and it didn't feel like the offense was sputtering. That's what was so great. Yep. It was dial it up deep, dial it up deep. I mean, obviously, you had Nick Anderson have that ball get jarred loose. So that's 40 yards taken off of his total. He throws the interception to Brendan Thompson deep, but man, Brendan Thompson, good Lord, he's fast. And uh, it, it, it gets you excited for next year, but it really felt like this was a specific let's get Drake Stoops the ball, obviously who had another big day. It looks yep. like he might finish as the reception leader and touchdown leader for the Big 12, depending on how the OSU and Texas games go. But what a fitting end to a prolific career for Dylan Gabriel in the regular season at least, and what a prolific end and a meaningful end to Drake Stoops' last home game.
1: No, well said. I mean, both of them played, um, I mean, 12 catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. You would think that would be good enough for Drake Stoops' best game of his year. I don't know if it is. It just feels like it's one of the better games of his season because we've just been accustomed to down the stretch here. He's going to have 10-plus catches. He's going to have over a y- uh, 100 yards. He's going to have a touchdown. He was great, but but I'm really glad, and I had confidence in Jackson Arnold if he was the guy today. I'm really glad it was Dylan Gabriel who got the start today. He had his moment in front of the crowd for his potential senior night here, and he had an even 400 yards, three touchdowns through the air, another touchdown on the ground, just a fantastic all the way, fantastic day all the way around. And the storybook ending, I guess, if you want to call it that, what you were looking for, like you said... You got it with Gabriel having a fantastic day. You got it with Drake Stoops leading the team in receiving. This was just how it's supposed to go. Now defensively, you feel like you could have played better, but at least on the offensive side of the ball, it looks like the it feels like the send off that you were hoping was going to happen for this uh, for this team today.
2: It very much felt like Kobe's last game, didn't it? Where look,
1: <laughs> how many points did he score in his 60. last game? Okay,
2: but it was on like fifty. It was, it was yeah. on like fifty attempts or something insane, but. It was look, we're going to we're going to just exhaust the clip. We're going to empty it. And our defense is going to give up points. Unfortunately, defense played its worst game of the year. And I get that, but I mean, the story here tonight is the offense. The story is Drake Stoops, 12 catches, 125 yards yep. and a touchdown. I mean, Gavin Sawchuk, another his He's fourth good, straight game of over 100 yards rushing. That's you know, people complained early about Jeff Levy, and I and I back it up. It was very warranted. But a lot of the complaints were that he would go east-west a bunch, east-west, east-west. Well, there's no coincidence, Tyler, that when Gavin Sawchuck caught fire and could run the ball north-south, you stopped seeing the east-west game. You didn't see jet sweeps anymore. You didn't see at least not a lot of them. You didn't see a lot of horizontal passing game. Because you could go vertical, because Gavin Sawchuck's emergence meant the safeties were going to crash, and at that point, you could hit Drake deep. You could hit Nick Anderson deep. You could hit Brandon Thompson deep. How about this? You could hit Jaden Gibson deep. Oh man. And he can drag a receiver into the end zone uh, while he's celebrating a yard out of the end he zone. He was pointing
1: at section one Bro. when he was I was telling Scott Townley, Scott T, loyal listener, I was like, Scott, he was pointing at section one when he was at the half yard line going into the end zone. That he, was made my favorite play of the day. He's gonna have to, Awesome.
2: he's gonna have to have Danny Stutzman ghostwrite write a, a, a Instagram caption for that one because <laughs> That one will be epic, no yeah. doubt about it. But, yeah, very prolific game from the offense.
1: Yeah, and just, you know, I, again, defensively, I, w- we'll talk about it. I, I don't know if it's the main story today. I mean, you you score 69 points and you cover today. You cover convincingly, which you win by 24, um, and the spread was 9.5. I mean, you, you did what you needed to do today to get to 10 wins. The defense wasn't great. But Bowman gets you a pick six late. I think you just kind of sit back today and say, all right, it's moving in the right direction. It wasn't perfect this year, but you won ten games. It feels like a big milestone. Now we watch the rest of the weekend and see if you can make the Big 12 championship. you got to feel good about this offense if you are to play in eight days from now in a Big 12 championship, right? I mean,
2: it's been a long time since I haven't felt good about the offense. But with Gavin Chuck, Gavin Slachuk running the ball like he is right now, Drake Stoops just completely just in the zone. Yeah. Dylan Gabriel, a 400-yard passing game. Last time we saw him on this field, he scored eight touchdowns, Tyler. I mean, the dude is prolific. He'll continue to be prolific. And uh, I I guess the attention now turns to Oklahoma. Actually, you know what? I'll put it this way. The attention now quite literally turns to the Oklahoma basketball program because they're playing (laughs) USC right now. Uh, And Porter Moser's boys are off to a big start, uh, a big win over Iowa. Um, just a day ago, so turn the attention to them, of course. But we got to pay attention to this Oklahoma State game, the yep. Texas game coming up. Arkansas,
1: Missouri, at you, three p.m. It'd you, you, be nice if Missouri could lose that game. Well, That'd of help course, do your New Year's six chances. Of course, band. I
2: mean, and obviously, uh, you know, my sister graduated the U of a. So uh, I'll support my sister Ashley in her endeavors to beat Missouri, no doubt. But, oh, as will I. But hey, and also, I think congratulations are in order, Tyler. To both of us, yes. that uh, Took over on yes. the nine and a half. Yes. Cash that out. Yes. So that uh, feels good.
1: Thank you to all the congratulatory texts that I received and yep. tweets. Thank you guys. I couldn't have done it without you. It was a. I needed to redeem myself after last year. That was a, yeah. I took OU more wins over USC that it not cash <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> no, it did. It not. was all about redemption this year. We cashed the over nine and a half. It feels good. Well, and it was. You know good. what? At
2: the end of the day, Tyler, it was about bouncing back, right? Yeah, it was. And that's something this team did with the ten and two record. I mean, we said before the season. What's what? What's a what's a what, what? Do you expect out of this team? Ten and two is good. Your two losses, while they're two teams that you don't want to lose to, obviously. Yeah. You don't really want to lose to anybody, but they're are two teams that have been ranked late in the season, so you can call them two ranked losses. You beat a top ten Texas team. I mean, this is a good season, man. It's a good season, and it's a good bounce back here from six and seven a year ago.
1: Yeah, um, lot. A lot of good things happen. You just wish you had the games back in Lords and Stillwater, but it's it's ten and two. Here here's the real gauge. Doug Miles, Doug. Zero thumbs up, one thumb up, or two thumbs up for today. Two thumbs up being the best. How many thumbs up are you going? Yeah, t- just, just just today. How many thumbs up are you going? One thumb up. All right.
2: One solid. One solid.
1: Up. Doug wants to see a little bit better defense consistently. That's that's fair. That's, that's all right. Okay.
2: Hey hey, you know if you uh, if you score sixty nine points a game, I'm pretty sure you're going to win a lot of them.
1: <laughs> well, unless you're uh, out there out there in L A. Yeah, in
2: L A. Sixty nine <laughs> might not be enough. <laughs> not might not be enough.
1: Uh, text Jimmy in Tulsa says, "Boys, D is regressing, obviously, and for the love of God, can we keep the ball out of Gavin Freeman's hands? Nothing good happens there." So
2: unfortunately, Gavin Freeman did his own job of keeping the ball out of Gavin Freeman's hands on that kickoff. But
1: it's just crazy that, punt return. that the text line and the call-in line has a power over you and I because as soon as Gavin Freeman muffed that punt, I get a text from you, and I thought the same thing. We both immediately thought of Roger in L.A. <laughs> He's I literally call he, call he dropped it. On.
2: He <laughs> dropped it. I text Tyler right away. I said, "Oh, Roger in L.A. is going to be all over us for this one." So yeah, uh, you know it's. Special teams have been really bad and Tyler I think I think if he doesn't muff that punt I think this game doesn't get away defensively oh, so, yeah. like it does uh, OU was really playing well I mean up to that point I mean they forced the punt and uh, you know they were they were playing with a lot of energy the offense was hitting big plays if you don't give TCU that confidence by giving them the ball in the red zone who knows what happens right
1: Yeah so what's the main takeaways today DG's, potentially his final, I think it's going to be his final home game here. I think Great. so, too. And then Drake Stoops, the send-off that we were hoping for, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, and that's
2: and, and that's really obviously getting Dylan a last big hurrah, if you will, a 400-yard game, you know, three touchdowns on through the air, one on the ground. That's that's big. He he passed Baker Mayfield today on the all-time list. Yep. Um, and in the bowl game, he'll have an opportunity to get up to uh, number six, I believe, Ty Detmer's spot. So we accomplished that. But Tyler, today for me was about Drake Stoops, man.
1: Totally. Can can I give a – I hope you can hear the applause in the background here. Applause to the fans. I was told before the game, or at least I saw on social media, ooh, this could be one of the more lightly attended OU home games, Uh, you know, not counting COVID. Someone who I I guess really tries to rile up the OU fan base these days on social media – I'll that say was not. I'll,
2: I'll say it. Jenny Carlson yeah, solely uh, exists to annoy those fans. and I don't. I really praise understand what
1: she's trying to accomplish it's here. It's annoying. She needs to take.
2: She needs to take her talents to Stillwater and stay there. It
1: was a late-arriving crowd. It was yeah. 11 a.m. on a Black Friday. The crowd was awesome today, man. Tyler,
2: this is the first time in two seasons that I drove up from Tulsa the day of the game, like, and that's just me. Like, it's it's crazy to me that you know. You you, you want to be and, and people know what they're doing. They take those photos and they know who they're riling up. And it's it's just annoying to me because I really feel that it dug into what the OU crowd did today. I think they were really good. Yeah, they uh, were awesome. Man. I think they were really good. And the student
1: section was. I mean, it wasn't the most packed it's been all year long, but you know, thirty minutes before kickoff, you know, it was not. It was a late arriving student crowd like everyone else. Yeah, but weird. I, I thought the students filled in. It it was it was a good. Good crowd. Everyone showed up. Everyone was loud and engaged. Yeah. It was it was good all the way around. So yeah. I, I don't know. That just the continuing continuing to do that kind of annoys me. A leave bit, her, in whatever. Whatever. leave whatever. her in the Big Twelve. Leave yeah. her
2: in the Big Twelve. But 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 that's the thing. It's the the crowd. Every university in the country has a late arriving student section at some point. Maybe not the front because you know you can get in and get your seats. But at the top of the student section, that fills in late every 11 a.m. across the country, Tyler. Like, what are we doing here?
1: 580, this season alone gives OU as many 10-win seasons as Texas A&M for this century. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, 731, all right, gents. Elephant in the room question, how much smoke is around Levy and the Cowbells? Um... I'll, I, That's like kind of
2: a fun band name. I, you got Ted yeah. Roof in the three-man front, Levy and the Cowbells.
1: I got some surprising text during the game today about that.
2: Yeah, what Josie there text is, you?
1: Josie did not. He's not texting me, I promise you. <laughs> There's someone, in I said before the game, I didn't think it was happening because I know someone that was at the Egg Bowl last night, and they were saying, like, yeah, it doesn't sound like this is going to happen. Sounds like maybe Willie Fritz at Tulane, who's playing right now, said thanks but no thanks, and maybe they're – I don't know, I just, I don't think it's over yet with them. But here's the deal with these situations, buddy, they are so fluid. I mean, things can change right. so quickly. Like, maybe somebody says no, hoping to get a better offer. So just, I, I would pay attention to it, I guess, over the weekend with well, Levy and Mississippi State.
2: And if and if Jeff Levy does get the Mississippi State job, good for him. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's an SEC job. Your first head coaching gig. Is an SEC job. I know Will Rogers is entering the portal, allegedly, so that might it might be tough, but some say that Dylan Gabriel might follow him. Who knows? Like there's a lot in the air. But if maybe that was Levy's last game at Oklahoma, scoring 69 points at home.
1: A nice. Nice. Ending.
2: He wants the nice ending. But that's the thing. I I do think obviously Zach Selman, our, our own Zach Selman, is the AD at Mississippi State. Be interesting because this is maybe the biggest moment in Zach's young career yep he is hiring a head coach for the first time as a as an SEC athletic director I'm not sure there's some there's some obvious baggage that comes with Jeff Levy I'm not sure if that's something that that they talk about obviously he'll seek the advice of Joe C on that but at the end of the day if Jeff Levy leaves, I am throwing all of my support what little I have of you know, I can at least tweet about it. I need Seth Luttrell and Bill Biedenbow to be co-offensive coordinators just like they were under Stoops at Arizona. Bill Biedenbow is his brother-in-law. Luttrell was a head coach. They, uh, The continuity's there. They both wouldn't leave Oklahoma. It's not a stepping stone job for them. And Bill Bedenboe was co-offensive coordinator under Lincoln Riley the entire time that, that he was here. So yeah. that sign me up for that if Lebby leaves.
1: I do think... Um I do think Seth Luttrell would have a pretty good chance at it if this was indeed Lemby's last game as an OC. Really do. 405 329 9000. We got to get to phone calls. We got to get to text. We got to get all the interaction. Iowa beat Nebraska 13 to 10. So the 25 point over under, (laughs) the under hit once again for (laughs) Iowa. We'll get to uh, all that and more. We are live at O'Connell's on Campus Corner. It is the Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap up show right here on the ref. Windy Chevrolet Studio game day wrap-up show live on the ref Tyler McComas Travis Davidson Connor pass We are live from O'Connell's as OU scored 69 points today and they won ten and two regular seasons over now we're gonna hang around for the next two days and uh, See if OU is gonna play in eight days or not see if they're gonna play a week from Saturday or not I guess we'll see um, the OU offense was great today apparently what wasn't great was the television broadcast. And maybe Sam and Edmund and Chris will tell us about that during their uh, calls coming up here shortly. But I saw this from uh, Steely's uh, Twitter page. Boomer Scooter was said. Rondell Bathroyd was said twice. Bill Biedenbaugh was said, which Teddy says that every single day, yeah, I think. So that's a no joke. Different. Cream and Crimson. Wind keeps sweeping down the rain. It's <laughs> like, I guess. Uh,
2: well, I guess Tim
1: Brand had a rough day too. Tim
2: also said that D.J. Graham was our best receiver. Yes, and he got uh, hurt in
1: the Nebraska game Yeah, Yeah,
2: got hurt in the Nebraska game. Ooh, We've boy. been missing him all year. It's amazing <laughs> we were able to score six to nine points without him.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sure some of you will text in with your uh, well, it, feedbacks on the TV broadcast. And here's
2: the thing. I like listening to national guys from time to time, of course, to get kind of a, just a different perspective. But come on, guys. Get it right. you got to be tuned into the OU radio crew. Listen to Toby. Listen to Teddy. Listen to Plank. Listen to Gabe Biker. Those are the guys you need to be tuned into during the game. It's just a much better viewing experience. Yeah.
1: All right, let's go to the phone lines. Sam and Edmund is up first. Sam, what's up, man? You're on the postgame show. Man,
3: hey, I want to start by this. You guys, you and uh, and Travis Tyler, um, man, you guys do a phenomenal job all season. Uh, Absolute five-star coverage, pregame, postgame, and this is coming from a guy that Used to listen to another station, pre- and post-game. Fully switched to you guys. You, you guys do a phenomenal job. I don't think there's anybody better, honestly. Um, not being Thanks, man. biased. I appreciate that. Appreciate I've, it. I've, listened, I've listened to all of them. And, uh, man, you, you guys do a do a great job. So, just keep it up. We appreciate it. It's been a great season. Um, Tim Brando. Man, one of the worst. Listening to that guy was. They started talking about Keith Jackson, the Hall of Fame tight end. And Tim Brando breaks into a Keith Jackson, the announcer, impersonation.
1: Oh, like it, no. it, was, it was absolutely oh.
3: lost. It was unbelievably lost. Then they started in on how good would Lincoln be if Brent Venables was his defensive coordinator. Not how good of a job. They, they did a little bit with, man, Brent did a good job this year. But they spent about five minutes talking about how good Oklahoma would have been if Brent would have been the, the defensive coordinator for Lincoln when he was here or Brent being the defensive coordinator at USC with Lincoln. Like, they, they were completely lost the entire game. It was like they had not watched this team play, that they had not prepared at all, mispronouncing people's names. They were completely lost. So I, I don't want to talk about that. But well, and and, and,
2: and, and Sam, I, I hear that they committed the OU Cardinal sin and called Adrian Peterson AP.
3: It, it was it was so bad, Travis. Like, I, if I could have gotten the OU, the, the, the radio crew synced up on my TV, I wouldn't have listened to it, but unfortunately I couldn't. It was still seven or eight seconds ahead, so I couldn't watch it that way. But it was one of the absolute hardest games to watch. But I, I digress. I'll move on from the announcing because a couple things I want to talk about. The offensive line, man, what they have done at the end of the season has been nothing short of phenomenal. Jacob Sexton coming in. He did give up a couple sacks today. He missed on a couple of defensive ends that looked like they were created in a lab. TCU has a couple of defensive ends that I don't know if you went and you put it in a PS5 and tried to create a defensive end that they would come out looking any better than those two kids that they have playing on the edges. Absolute animals of athletes. So offensive line, phenomenal job. They kept kept DG upright or 95% of the game, uh, it, you couldn't really do better, I don't think.
1: Yeah, no, um, and, and a bigger point to that, Sam, is when we full-on get into the offseason and talking about this season and looking into next year, we're going to give credit to Jacob Sexton and, and what he did down the stretch, though like you said, it wasn't perfect. But I really feel, and I felt this way for a few weeks, is that when we get in the offseason, we're going to say, well, the run game started to turn for the better. And maybe he doesn't deserve all the credit for it, but he obviously deserves some credit for it. It did feel like when they put in true freshman Caden Green, that's when things started to turn up front on of the offensive line. So not yeah, only did they, yeah, did they, they sure. perform well down the stretch, but it was because of some young players is, is why they got there.
3: Yeah, and you gotta you got to remember, Jacob Sexton didn't get to participate fully, right? He's coming back from an ACL. If you listen to, to Gabe and Teddy, Gabe has talked about him several times, the fact that he doesn't have his strength there yet. Because he wasn't able to work out his lower his lower half, and for an offensive lineman, Gabe said, "There's nothing more important than building that strength in your lower half." So him getting a full offseason of Smitty um, healthy coming back off of that injury, Jacob Sexton. Sexton it, I, honestly, he's probably going to be a first round pick in a couple years, and that's, yeah. that, that's how good the kid is. He put a first round he put a guy with a first round grade on the bench. I mean, think about that. So. he's he's probably going to be a first rounder. So um, that that kid, that kid played phenomenal. I I think you've got two first rounders on the offensive line right now in in Caleb green and, and and Sexton. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, Defense, man. The defensive line's got to get better. It it, it just has to, there's not a lot of push up front. They they get, in my opinion, they get whipped in run blocking. They, They don't get off of blocks. That puts a lot of pressure on the linebackers. Um, it, it, it wasn't great. After, after they gave up the little muff punt and the touchdown there, they gave up one other drive. They really settled in in the first half. They started playing with their hair on fire. I, I think the biggest difference in defense that we're going to talk about this year as opposed to last year, last year we had no depth. like it, When the first teamers yeah. got tired and they went out towards the end of the season, man, the defense really struggled. I think what you see now is when that second string comes in, it's not depth anymore. It's experience. It, it, it's not It's not talent anymore. It's experience.
1: they got a lot Those of bodies involved this year. Um, they, they guys do. who have been in the program two to three years, guys who are true freshmen. They did that pretty well, Sam, I think. Yeah, it, it, and as they gain
3: that experience, man, he, this defense is going to get better and better. And now you're starting to stack these recruiting classes of these, you know, four-star, high four-star, some five-star sprinkled in, some diamonds in the rough that are probably underrated, the depth is there. Now as they gain experience moving in, this defense is going to turn around. We just have to be patient with it. I will tell you, I still think the defense struggles a little bit with an up to offense on the other side. Not not their offense, our offense. You play that many plays. They played 31 plays in the first quarter. At one point in the first quarter, TCU snapped the ball 31 times. OU had snapped the ball 10. That, that's, that's not – a great pace for our defense. They they stay on the field a lot, and I bet if you look at snaps, they probably still play almost a full extra game. And I think some of that goes into our up tempo offense, scoring fast, maybe not moving the ball and having the punch. Which I don't think I think we only punted maybe once or twice today. But that that speed on our offense, man, it it does take a toll. And you know what? I don't think a up tempo offense has ever won a national title because I don't think they can play good defense. So I think that's something that's going to have to be worked on or, or they're going to have to find a sweet spot for, for that defense to really gel. But that, uh, I, I think it's getting better. It's going to be better as they move on, they gain more experience. One thing that I will say is this team, man, you watch them sometimes and you go, how the hell is this team 10-2? This team should be it's frustrating. And now yeah, it's frustrating. And then you what watch you them another 15 way? minutes. Yeah, and then you watch them another 15 minutes. And you say, how the hell is this team not 12-0? Yeah. And I mean, that was the second, strange. third quarter
1: today. Second quarter, it's man, like, man, you. here, here's your team right here. And the third quarter, it's like, man, do we have a ball game all of a sudden? Well, that's, and it's
2: tough. tough. And, Sam, you bring up, uh, you know, kind of the, the tempo and, and time possession. thing is, we get the ball, you know, first play of the game, deep ball, boom, let's go. Next play of the game, yep. penalty. Next play of the game, rushing touchdown. So, it's like, it's, it's like, 38 it, seconds. I, I have never – I've never subscribed to the oh boy we scored too fast. The goal of the offense is to score. Defense gotta figure it out. Like it's sure. and the defense came out after that drive. Good to go. Good to go. And then yeah. obviously we have the muff punt, this, that, and the other. But I'm never a fan of of pulling back, you know, shifting down, if you will. Maybe I've watched too much Russell Westbrook in my time, but yeah. I, I I don't shift down. I'm like, yeah. go go score. Like go take your deep shots. Go to all that. Put the pressure on the defense and I think that I would like to see it continue to be called like that because I think our defensive depth is going to continue to get better and better yeah. and better. Peyton Bowen, I think early in the season when our defense was really playing well, Peyton Bowen was healthy, playing really well. Gentry Williams was healthy, playing really well. You got Kip Lewis who really came on in the season like, you've got a lot of young talent on this defense. And I think that if you can get the competitive depth going and keep it healthy throughout the season – Go as fast as you yeah. want. Who cares? They're I, gonna they're gonna flop anyway. I, I yeah. just
1: I, I just hope that they get into a place offensively where it doesn't always have to be super up tempo to move the ball and to go score and get points. I don't mind going up tempo. I think up tempo is great if you have that in your back pocket at all times to keep the defense off balance. And I think that's where Sam and I really agree is I think I think up tempo is great. I think in the SEC up tempo is great. You gotta prepare for it, it's tough to prepare for. I think it can ultimately be even more effective if you don't use it every single drive you can slow it down when you need to and then you but know every other drive however you want to use it is you know it, it's not the only thing that you can do offensively but see I, I don't say. but I yeah, don't no, take I, I don't I, take
2: I, I, that first drive as up tempo right I take that as you scored oh, yeah, and you sure, scored in yeah, two offensive sure, plays sure. right like like it's a situation no, I, I where a big
1: difference
2: go ahead sorry, Travis,
3: go ahead uh, okay, I, so, I was going to say I think the big difference is the last four games we were able to have a mix of both because the running game really took off that that offensive line started to gel and when you can have that mix like you said tyler but you have to have a running game to be able to do that you, you can't not have a running game and not have that mix that running game is what gives you that that di- that difference in having to go up tempo all the time and then being able to have a five minute drive when you need to right it, it, it that relies on the running game you're not going to do that solely on the passing game so um yeah that, hey I, again Ten and two, man. Great season. Maybe the football gods smile on us and the Cougars come in and and take care of business tomorrow. And hey, it can happen. I'm telling yep. you right that that if, if, if that team shows up that played Oklahoma last week in Provo, if that team shows up in Stillwater, they can they can beat this team up here. That that team's I hate to say it, that team is not very good. And, and yeah, they're 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 eight and three or whatever they are, and have a chance to go nine and three and play in the Big Twelve title game. But I, I that team's not very good. They're just not, and, and if you look at the the rankings, they're number thirteen in offense or their de- defense, and they're number fourteen in the other. So they're they're the bottom two of both categories in the Big Twelve, and somehow they're eight and three. So, um, anyways, hey, yeah, you guys appreciate again appreciate all y'all do, man. Keep, keep up the great work. Uh, we'll, we'll listen hopefully next week. We'll get to hear you guys again. If not, it'll be a bowl game, and and hey, we'll all go have fun, and this team will go eleven and two and build some more momentum going into the SEC. Oh, love it. it. Appreciate you, Sammy.
1: There you go. Uh, Four oh two. The nail in the coffin for the broadcast was Brando trying to imitate DMX. Who I need to go back and <laughs> what? listen to that. What five eight zero. Danny Bowman, kiss finalist, has his second scoop and score in as many as three games. That was from Brando. Was boy, Brando's taking some arrows. I right tell, now. I'll tell you what, time.
2: Brando. Brando's got about Woo! half of OU Twitter blocked, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure that those arrows are uh, are actually going to hit their target. But yeah, that's. Uh, that's t- that's tough stuff right there from the national crowd.
1: Missouri's up seven zero on Arkansas. By the way, if you so can come on
2: Pittman, let's go. If you can figure out, if you can get in the broadcast, or wherever Tim Brando was imitating DMX, I need you to clip that for a bumper. Music. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's uh, that, can that open the Can head. that open Wednesday Rush yeah, next week? Yeah, it, it, it might. Um, I, I hope everyone hangs out with us for the next hour and a half or so. Yes. The best tease that I can give though is, and I played it on the Wednesday rush with us, yeah, Wednesday at 5. But Friday at 5, we got to play Sam Pittman again. And Have we're going to get out of here around 5 p.m. It's a
2: Friday at so, 5. So
1: that's, that's the best tease I can give to get people to hang on until to, to, to the end of the show. Is Absolutely. You will hear Sam Pittman today, and hopefully he's uh, beating Missouri by the time we get out of here. 405-329-9000, more of your phone calls, more texts as well. Keep it locked right here on The Ref for the home Sooner fans. Chevrolet Sooner game day wrap-up show live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson live at O'Connell's on campus corner. Sooners win it 69-45. They win by 24. They cover. Sooners finished 10-2 and now, well, we wait the rest of the weekend to see if they're going to play in a conference championship game or not. And uh, one thing I told our buddy Doug Miles during the break here is for a late November home game, you never know what you're going to get. Bedlam last year was really cold. That was about as great of weather as you could have asked very for at this pleasant. point in the year man it very pleasant
2: the sun was beaming down not high winds you know no rain in the forecast anything like that um yeah i mean i was uh, I, I was i was pleased with it in the crowd again showed out they did a good job the offense showed out the defense, uh, the special teams, uh, but the, the hey, they
1: made field goals. They made a 40-yard field Schmidt goal with today, a 40-yard. Everyone 40 was like, piece. oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're about to attempt this. They attempted and made a – he was two for two today. Zach Schmidt, will he be a Grosa semifinalist? I guess we'll wait till Monday. We'll see. I, uh, finally. Yeah, I'm kidding. We'll it, see. Right. Man. All right, let's go down to Louisiana as they're playing Boomer Sooner here at O'Connell's on Campus Corner. Let's go to Chris. Chris, you on the postgame show? What's up?
4: What's going on, fellas? How you doing?
1: Um, Chris, pretty good. Ten wins, I'll take it.
4: I, I I'll take the ten wins. I was telling you, guy, out there, I like what you, uh, that guy that texted you were saying that he said for the for the love of God, <laughs> why is right. why is, uh, uh, Freeman touching the ball? Which is why are they. Why is, he still, why is he still trying to run those sweeps? I don't understand that. I don't know. I mean, they, I, they had they I, didn't, I,
1: he hadn't seen the field, Chris. I don't think on the offensive side. Now, obviously, as a punt returner, he has. He had a drop in Bedlam early in the game, and I don't know if he's been in on offense since then. And I'm gonna look through my notes here. What did that play go for? Like a six-yard loss, something like that. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. that wasn't great.
2: I I think they were trying to juice Dylan Or I think they were trying to juice the downfield stats by moving the ball back. Yeah, maybe.
4: Who who is the who is the special teams coach? Because he really, I mean, they need to. uh, Brent Venables need to turn the lights out. Put a uh, uh, turn the Turn the lights out and put a flashlight in that man's face and question him. Because that that's been. I mean, it's been. Oh man, they need to work on that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know what Gavin was doing there. I don't know if he thought one of his players like the ball accidentally hit one of his players there and he's just trying to dive on it. I I I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. But it killed I, some early momentum. It's just indefensible.
2: Him. You can't you can't do that. Yeah. You got to get away from the ball at that point, especially with the offense umen. Who cares? Let him down it at the five. Yeah. Cool.
4: Fine. Yeah. Defense
2: just got a big stop, man. Just just you don't That's have to be a hero.
4: That's it. And, and you know, I was looking at the that the run game was finally starting to come together. You know, and I was thinking a lot of the, you know, and media was talking about that it's uh, the it's, uh, running back's fault. Man, it ain't the running back. That offensive line had to jail and I think they finally started to jail. and they finally started to do what they needed to do. But, I mean, hey, I, I, I take the 10-2. I mean, I wish we hadn't lost to Kansas and Oklahoma State. It's just yeah. crazy. It, no, and I heard you- something you all, I heard you all talking about something about it, 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 is Jeff Levy leaving or, or, or not? Because or, I know Bren is going to be evaluating State, everything. I,
1: I'll, I'll tell you this, Chris, and uh, like Mississippi State sure seems confident about their chances to get Jeff Levy. That's that's what I'll say. And I was texting back and forth with a Mississippi uh, TV guy today who covers both Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and he was, he was telling me, like, hey, for what it's worth, man, like I'm starting to hear some things over on our side that we feel pretty confident. Like, oh, okay, all right. See if that works out for I, him or not. We'll see. We'll now, see. I
4: heard, I, I heard Steph Dutrell was a coach somewhere, and I don't know. I haven't seen any any of his games that he coached, offensive coordinator, or whatever the case may be. Is he good?
1: Yeah, he was a head coach at North Texas as recently as last year. When um, he was at
2: North Carolina, he coached yeah. Mitch Trubisky.
1: He was at Arizona He was co-offensive that. coordinator
2: with Bill Biedenbow at Arizona yeah. under Stoops. Yeah. Yeah, the dude's mm-hmm. got got yeah. Yeah, he's good, and he's national champion at OU. So is his oh, dad. Yeah, his dad's cute. got two
4: of them. That, 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 yeah, that's yeah. So I, I wasn't sure. I mean, if he's good, I, hey, I, I have my reservations about Jeff Levy. I mean, you know, but but I, we won the game. Okay, we I can I can accept that. But some of that stuff was weird that he was running today. But they still pulled. Why in the hell are they gonna let that man Dylan Gabriel get killed out there? Well, I mean, they gonna get that man killed out there. Yeah,
1: well, he, he's all last right. Ga- he's hey, good. could be
2: the last game of his career, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's, could be
2: the last game of his career, man. Him let him out rip, there. man. Him out there, just yeah. spin him around, tell him to throw it deep, and Brennan
1: Thompson will go get it. You had Jackson Arnold behind him today, so it was all good. Just let him play.
4: Yeah, I, I think they left about twenty-one points on the field when they was at the, when they was in the uh, in the goal line or whatever, and it just it just killed me. I mean, I was just. I would die in the screaming at the TV. but I mean, hey, I, I'll take the ten and two. only thing I can do now is uh wait till wait till whenever the bowl games get going on. But yeah. you know, it's been a great year. You all have been doing an excellent job. You know, I, I listened to that um, to that other station with another famous guy or whatever. I won't go into any names or anything, but you all have done a great job. Appreciate you know, that, I, I thoroughly yeah. I'm glad I. Got on with you all, and you know, so I'm good to go. You, Lord, say the same. I'll be, I'll be back on board next
1: year when they, um,
4: when they, when we all come back to the SEC. Hey, That's we're sitting at your house. Guy. We're
1: staying at your house when we go to Baton Rouge next year. What are you talking about? You better make room for us. <laughs> I'll make man, breakfast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> man. Hey, man, look, I got a, uh, I got a uh, grandson. Dad, he used to play LSU, so he's gonna try to get me on the
1: sideline. Maybe right. I can
4: come down and see y'all.
1: Hey, L- but, uh, LSU fans ain't ready for Chris on the sideline during that game. Can no, you imagine? Goodness look, is look, gracious,
4: oh, no. And look, man, man, when I be at work, I be talking trash about the Cowboys and Oklahoma. So, I mean, we, it don't we believe to me. you.
5: We believe you. You know, but,
4: yeah, <laughs> I, I just want, there's one other thing I wanted to say about them. Um,
5: yeah.
4: Well, now we ain't got to deal with the doggone uh, uh, Fox anymore. Good Britain, bad rub. Fox has been terrible. I really didn't have no problems with the game, but I don't know. I don't know what the hell uh, Tim Brandon was talking about. I mean, is, is he okay? Uh, is he got any mental problems going on? Something going on? I, I he might know. have CTE. I,
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's Fox is gonna have to make a decision on that because it's been that way for a few years now. I mean, it was just uninformed. It was. It was it, it it was bad. It, it was bad. So I, I feel bad for people that like you Chris that had to watch that today were subjected to that. That's, I mean, that's rough, man.
4: I, I I just don't understand and and it's the same Spencer has to deal with that guy. I mean, I'm pretty much sure they're friends or whatever, but I mean I, it did yeah, I, I man, he needs another partner. That's all I can say. Yeah. I hear but, you. you know, it it's been a great year, fantastic year. Can't wait to see what uh, what the lawyer has planned for us next year in the SEC? What you all think our record might be next
2: year?
1: Oh my gosh!
2: Wait, Tyler, how many games do we play in the regular season next year? 12. 12 and zero, baby. Let's go. Oh,
1: heard, heard it here first, Chris. <laughs> Twelve and zero, baby.
6: <laughs> no man, hey, oh, man, yeah.
2: this is Oklahoma around yeah. here, man. We got to, we got to, we got to kick in the door of the SEC. We ain't just, we ain't just asking for permission to come across the uh, threshold, man.
4: Good. I, and another thing, if. Just for the sake of argument, if Jeff Levy do come back and be running all this foolishness he ran this year, I mean this is going to be. No, here's a whole the thing. Action.
2: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I got and and I hate I hate to defend Jeff. He can defend himself. He he does. But my thing is, once we got the run game going with Gavin Sawchuk, if you look at when Gavin Sawchuk emerged, we stopped doing that foolishness as you say, going east to west, east to west, east to west. We did it once right. today. But outside of that, if you notice, once Gavin got going, we stopped doing that. Because the whole the whole idea of the east-west offense is to get the safeties to come down so you can throw down right. field. Well, when Gavin Sawchuck is running the ball like he's been running the ball four games of over 100 yards in a row, yep. then the safeties crash. And then you see what you saw today, Chris. Bombs right, away. Right. You're throwing it deep. So right. I think Jeff Levy was just waiting on God, come on, let, let's get the run game going. Offensive line, let's get healthy. Let's get consistent. And then once that got going, Jeff Levy said, all right, we're about to put up a lot By of points. By the way,
1: the deep ball looked as good as it's looked all year long today. R- really since the Tulsa game. Bombs away, yeah. man. Yeah. They, they, were, they were having a ton of success down the field.
4: Hey, is, uh, is Smitty going to – those uh the Oklahoma guys that we got from Oklahoma, Oklahoma does have talent. I just want to let everybody out there in radio yes, land know Oklahoma does have talent. So he's going to be working them. And putting uh, putting weight and strength on them because we will be ready for next year. So, you know, I'll be ready for that. All right, All right
1: fellas, good here for Chris. Been a great? Yeah, I'll wait to the bowl. See you, Chris. It's like uh, everyone sitting around right now. Ten and two. Ten and two is a good season. Ten wins definitely better than six and seven. You're happy with ten and two. You like the future of you know where things are headed, but it's still like there's just something inside like God. Yes,
2: it, it is. But
1: that's like every season I know that you look back on right. some of your missed opportunities. Yeah,
2: ten, every team looks back at their missed opportunities. I get it. You're ten and two. If you're angry after today and like you're really angry, okay, that's fine. Like that's all fine and any We don't have a. I mean, if we make the Big Twelve Championship, sure. But other than that, at this point in the season, after the regular season, if you're really, really angry, like I'm not sure there's there's much chance. There's no more time to improve. But Tyler, my favorite part of the day. Is much of the conversation has been about is Danny coming back? Is Gabriel coming back? Is Billy Bowman? Is Luke Elzinga coming back? He's got another year, my my punter. (laughs) Um, Is Billy Bowman coming back? Are are these guys coming back? But you know what I like is the callers are telling us that they're 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 coming back next year. Oh,
1: they got sources. Yes, like that's
2: my favorite part about today so far is callers going, "Hey guys, I'm rocking with you next year. I'm coming back for another season." (laughs)
1: Jay in Tulsa says, this makes me want to freaking puke, but Mizzou is really good. They got the best receiver and running back in the SEC. Both will be returning next year, along with an experienced uh, quarterback in D-line. Hot take central. They'll be favored versus OU next year in that hellhole hole that is Columbia, and that's just gross. Well, let's relax. I do agree, that hill hole in Columbia. I, that's, yes. the, that's the textile. Oh, you don't have to relax about I. that part. Uh, Five eight zero. do you think Stoops out offside of the Alamo Bowl? Oh, you could be playing in the Independence Bowl and Stoops ain't opting out of anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. They, they,
1: they were joking about that. They could the
2: play way. in a sw- infested swamp of alligators and he would find a way to play.
1: 405, now we just need OSU to drink a tall uh, glass of prune juice and go to bed. <laughs> Poke choke has happened before, guys. It has happened before. Uh, 405-651-3439 if you want to hit us up on the text. I said it was a beautiful day, but I was sitting out in the sun. Eric from Moore and some others are saying, well, you obviously weren't sitting in the shade today in areas like the South End Zone. It's a little bit colder in the shade today. Yeah, On the sun, it was nice.
2: But late November could nice. be significantly worse. Yeah. It's ha- It has been significantly worse.
1: Yeah, all right. That's uh, text line 405-651-3439. More of your phone calls next, 405-329-9000. As you can hear, it's a party at O'Connell's On Campus Corner. So if you're close to the area, come hang out with us. We're watching football. We're watching OU USC basketball. What's the score there, by the way? 4236 USC. We'll keep a uh, we'll keep eyes on that one as well. And Mizzou's up 7-0 on Arkansas. More to come next, right here on the ref. Winter Chevrolet, Super Game Day, wrap-up show. Tyler McComas, Travis Davis, and Connor pass me. And in five years and 10 years, hell. Hopefully we're all around in 20, 25, and 30 years. But maybe we're all at trivia night one night. And the question will be, how many points did OU score in its final Big 12 home game? If you don't know in 5, 10, 15, 25, 30 years that the answer is 69 points, you're not a real OU fan. I'll just go ahead and say it.
2: Teddy will never let us
7: forget <laughs> I'll just it's say me it. It's going to be on Teddy's tombstone.
1: <laughs> Back to the phone lines we go. Let's go to Douglas. Douglas, you're on the postgame show. What's up?
7: Gentlemen, I'd just like to start by saying, how do you like it? Listen, I'd like to give a shout-out to my man, Rondell Bathroyd. Oh, Uh, no. Coach Beedenbach. Tim, is that you? Tim, good to hear from you, man. Guys, my favorite Brando moment to be honest, was when he attempted to say the last name, of I believe it was a TCU defender with a very, very long, exotic, hyphenated name. And apparently Tim did not practice this name before the broadcast because he launched into the attempt to say the name, and then he just sort of hit a wall. And while his mind buffered for about two full seconds, Brando finally bailed him out. And I mean, uh, not to be political here, but his mental acuity is downright presidential, if you ask me. But it's a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, our man Chris, Cajun Chris, was saying uh, good riddance to Fox. i got to say, that Fox uh, broadcast crew, that the camera crew, you know, we missed, you know, the TV viewers missed two or three plays, but they didn't even pick it up. They, Seriously? they didn't even see it. We, we wow. didn't even see that that attempted, uh, that field goal, or that fake uh, punt attempt that, that went wrong for TCU. It, we didn't even yeah. see it. Yeah. We didn't even witness it. It, it happened. Wow. We saw it like three, uh, three, four plays later, they went back to a replay. And then we saw it, uh, but before that we didn't even see it. So, really, I mean, uh, look, gentlemen. In the end, I think uh, you know it was a good season. I look forward to the next, uh, you know, the future. And and look, like other fans, I want to make my announcement now. I will not be entering the portal. Uh, I will. I am going to stay.
1: Good. Uh, and but, but, There's but been speculation about this, that, Douglas. So that's good to hear well, from listen, you.
7: And when it comes to the portal, and it's going to be crazy, all the comings and the goings. I just, all guys, all I want for Christmas, if we that portal, is to see in those two lanes, the incoming and the outgoing, I want to see in the incoming a quality punter, and in the outgoing, I'm sorry, but Gavin Freeman. Boomer.
1: See ya. Boomer. I love it, that everyone, like, texts it in like that and says it now. <laughs> as
2: far as a quality up. punter, I believe he asked for, right?
1: I, I was stuck on the Gavin think, Freeman one I think right he said there. quality no, punter. So First of all, Elzinga's been Luke Elzinga
2: has been nails ever since he's been in. Uh, He does have another year of eligibility. I'm not sure what his pro prospects are But the dude can punt the dude can dance The dude can throw it to Ethan Downs even if Jalil Farouk blocks a little bit or Nick Anderson blocks a little bit Um, I think we're in good shape Punting the ball with Luke Elzinga if we're able to get him to come back thing is field goal kicking You'd like to see uh, Liam Evans hopefully uh, come in. And, or Gavin Marshall. Or or maybe, hey, guess what? Guys are allowed to improve. What if Zach Schmidt just improved?
1: 580, uh, well, if Levy leaves, does Jackson stay or go? Jackson Arnold's staying, guys. Jackson should stay. He's staying. He's going to be the I starting do... quarterback for the University of Oklahoma. You don't leave that. Call me a pansy, but I was freezing up in section 104.
2: <laughs> okay, pansy. No, I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. It's just compared to how cold it could have been in November. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, 405, 45 points to a 5-16. and six team. We should all feel good about SEC where competition is not as great as TCU, Kansas, or OSU. Future looks bright. Wow. I think that's uh. That's pretty sarcastic. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm going that, back. This is an Oklahoma State or a Texas fan. I, that 5-6 team
2: is, I think, what, top 15 in the country in scoring? Yeah. I mean, they score a lot of points, but guess what? We also put up 69 on them and could have made it worse. Five eight zero. So you win by 24, you call it good.
1: Five eight zero. the real question is, will Sam Pittman be back on Fridays at 5 after he's fired today or tomorrow? They said he'd bring, they're bringing him back next year. Well, the
2: great part is actually, Tyler, he back. will be joining us in studio uh, uh, <laughs> now every Friday to have a cold beer. So uh, he, no, he'll be back. If he gets fired,
1: like that, still Friday at five. It doesn't matter where he's coaching. No, at. he could be coaching at Washtenaw Baptist. It doesn't matter. That's happening until we find a better one. When we find a better beer drinking clip for Friday at five, God. I'll insert that in there. But right now, it's a staple of the show, so it's staying there. I don't yeah, care where he's coaching. It's staying. At. It's staying. Okay, uh, let's hit a break. Okay. On the other side, my guy. Peter guy, yeah. Roger from LA coming up next. Final hour of our Windy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show rolls on next. Final hour of our Windy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. A lot of callers are acting like this is the final game of the year. It's the final regular season game. Uh, no, they're like, man. hey guys, love you. We'll talk to you next year. We still got at least one game left. It's getting real right? sentimental, but they're gonna miss us. They're gonna miss us. Could be a month until we talk. Could be eight days until we talk again. I don't know. We'll see. You've been waiting for it all day. I've I've been waiting for it all post game as well. Roger in LA is on with us now. Roger, you're on the post game show. What's up, man?
8: Gentlemen, how are you?
1: Uh, not bad, man. Not bad. How about you?
8: Hey, you know what? I know I'm a little bit of a uh, I'm up and down when I call, depending on how badly we're able to win ball games. You know, we reflect this year. It's it's not a great year at Oklahoma. Ten wins is not. We're not Texas anymore. We don't build stadiums and. And have, have pizza parade for ten win seasons, but you know, considering what Venables had to rebuild, you know, from when when that pipsqueak at USC took off in the middle of the night with the best player in the country, I think I think he's done a very good job this year. He didn't lose his team, you know. We lose a couple of games, and my only indictment on Venables this year is I, the Kansas game, cruddy weather, you know, the game we should have won, we just couldn't manufacture, you know, a first down to kind of grind that win out. But the next week. To lose to a team that lost to, to South Alabama, directional Alabama by 30, and then lost like a couple of weeks later or the next week by 40—that's we, we should be playing the Big 12 championship game without having to wait. That's my one kind of like punch. I agree with that. Sure. I'm fine
1: with that. Yeah. You, you got to win
8: that game. I, I don't. I, I mean, call me crazy. I just don't think Oklahoma State's any good. I don't care how Ollie Gordon. I don't care if he's the next coming of Barry Sanders. They're not any good. And I think they're going to get their doors gets,
1: blown off by whoever they play yes. in the conference championship game. Roger, all we've Texas. already wait,
2: we we got to move on. We got to move. Got to move on to this game. We know we should have beat OSU, man. Tell us all
8: the good stuff about well, this game. Well, well, hey, you know, like <laughs> great performance by Gabriel today. Uh, he he was better than Caleb Williams this year from head to toe. I think Gabriel was great the back half of the season. You know, Sands a, after those two kind of troublesome games on the road. I mean, the guy. I think if he stays healthy, last week we beat BYU by three touchdowns. I think that he was having a good day. Someone this week, they had no answer for him. I thought he was great. I you know the question is this, and I, I'm probably – I don't know what the, what the, you know, trajectory is here for him. He has one more year of eligibility. I don't even know if he wants to come back to college. Do, do you make an NIL offer to that guy to keep him here one more year and then, and then and think about what that means, the implications for Arnold? I don't know. Are we better with, with Gabriel than Arnold next year going to the SEC? I think we are, but maybe I'm in the minority here. I think he's a hell of a player. And if you can bring a guy back that's started four or five years, that's a really good football player. That's tough and very smart. I, I, I'm on board with bringing him back, paying him some money, and maybe give another check to, you know, to Arnold, you know, to keep him here for a year. But I think it's only good things happen if you bring him back for a year. Um, I, I don't know what you guys think about that. I don't even know if it's a possibility. You guys have more information than I would. But like,
2: yeah, I think I you got to think about it. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad thing ever to add a first team All Big Twelve. You know top eight career all-time passing yards guy um, top five QBR guy in the you know in in college football a guy with 50 plus games uh, will be under his belt by the time he plays next year I don't think Roger that your team can be worse if you bring that guy back but it really comes down to you know what does that do to Jackson Arnold what does it look like for your future you know, what does that do to other quarterbacks down the pipeline? Jackson Arnold, do you think you're comfortable with going forward? Um, with Jeff Levy maybe leaving for a head coaching job? I think there's just so many moving parts, but Roger, I do think that, I think it would be silly for OU fans to be upset if Dylan Gabriel decides that he wants to spend well, another yeah. year in Norman.
8: Well, and here's the thing. The reality is, we don't know how good Jackson Arnold is. I don't know how good this guy is. I think he's so pretty good, but I think most of us thought Austin Kendall was going to be pretty good, right? There's Most of us thought Spencer Randall was going to be really good. So I'm not taking a shot at Jackson Arnold, but I tell you this, I know how good I know how good uh, Gabriel is, you know what I mean? So I think that I'm going to bring it back, and we'll see how this goes. So I, two things, right, to kind of wrap it up, and you know where I'm going with this. You hit it earlier. I, I, I have, we have, we've got to stop. Gavin Freeman should not be on the field for the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> he should not be on the field. I know you think I'm crazy for for, for nailing this every week. No,
1: we he do not. I didn't right. think – whoa, whoa, We're not – it was an eight-yard loss today, Roger, when that happened. Dude, dude, and hey, gents,
8: every week
1: we go through this.
8: That that skin leader, you know, Levy, hands the ball to this guy. And I know what it was this week. He hands him the ball for eight yards and we score a touchdown. Setting up the deep throw like by losing eight yards. Freeman should not be on the field, man. Like, the dude is terrible. He's terrible. He loses every time he touches it offensively. And I, I guess you can't really blame him for that. The dude's it's not that talented, man. Why is he even on the field? Why is he on the field over Bremen, uh, over Thompson? Why is he on the field over Jaden Gibson? I don't know. But, I mean, but hey, beyond that, the, the, the real crime is that every week we got to sit there and look at this garbage. I was so happy when they faked the punt, not because I, I thought that we stopped him. I thought, oh, well, even if they get a first down, it's not going to be Freeman back there. Like, how many times has he bobbled punts? or fumble punts this year, gents. I mean, how many times do we have to go through this? Like, and, and before it costs us games, and I'm just confused. Like, is there nobody else at OU that can field punts?
1: Peyton Bowen was really good at it last year. Real, real good. Real real good at it last year. I watched a lot of those games at not guyer, and he was exceptional at it. So maybe he's your punt returner I, next year. I don't know, but that would be a hell of an option, Roger. I'm just going to tell you that.
8: Well, I mean, anybody. I mean, Pedaway, anybody back there that just – I mean, at this point – you would say somebody's a zero, right? They're nothing. If all they do is like under Lincoln Riley, they would go up there and like fair catch it. We get no yards. I'm actually good with that. But this dude can't even fair catch it. And then he does weird stuff like trying to field the ball and hop like it's a baseball. And it bounces off. It's just – anyway, so I'm off the subject. But we got. I mean, I would be very disappointed in this now if during the bowl game, wherever we play, that kid's back there returning points. I just can't figure it out. I will give back Zach Schmidt credit for making the 40-yarder today. He, that was a big kick. They kind of got yeah, back in the was. game a little bit. We, and, and, you know, like, and you're right. You said, it earlier, guys can improve. I don't think that's the case with Freeman. He should not be on the field. But I will give Zach Smith credit. He hit a – that was kind of a pressure kick to hit that. But, hey, defensively, what do you guys think defensively, man? I, I'm uneasy with how we play. We've made two freshman quarterbacks last two weeks look like, you know, like you know, we made, you know, Retzloff look like Robbie Bosco from BYU from like 25, 30 years ago. The ball too many free runners down anybody. the field,
1: man. Just too many wide, and, and like on second long, third and long. Just too many guys in the middle of the field. Um, they're just they're giving up too many big plays right now down the field. It's, it like I, oh, I, in, I, I can still it, look at this year and say it was a much better defensive year, obviously, but just too many free runners down the field. And no, it's not a lot of seventy-five yard touchdowns or anything like that. But it's enough of eighteen to twenty yard gains when you got them backed up. That I, I don't know, man. That the coverage's got to get tighter for sure.
8: Well, they didn't get off the field at all in the second half, like in the third quarter when the game yeah. kind of got a little bit tighter. They could not get a stop, man. Third down, fourth down, which they did enough in the second quarter to kind of guilt that separation, so that was okay. But I, to me, it was a little bit lincoln riley yesterday, today, man. Like, you know, you get a huge lead, and then you're holding on to your friggin' underwear, trying to make sure – this. De- I mean, this defense was just getting – which has not been the case this year. We have not been getting gashed like that. At least we've made things earn it. Today was the first day I thought they just got – you know, just bundles yards of yards or score at will. And that's a little disturbing part of, that, I think, lack of focus when you have a huge lead. I mean, but you know what, man? You go out there and score 70 points. I mean, nobody really cares, I don't think, on the national scene, like, what you give up. So you take the win. It was a very good year. Uh, you would like to see us get into, you know, that Big 12 title game. I, I don't think Texas is playing particularly well right now. So if we played them, I'd feel comfortable, you know, going toe-to-toe with them again. And then, I mean, I think all of us would like to play that, the Halloween store known as Oklahoma State in a rematch, because I think the high school team could beat them in the Big 12 final game. But uh, Hey, gents. Hey, thanks for putting up with me all year, man. You guys are an awesome (laughs) team, but similar to a last caller, or a few callers ago, you know, I I haven't lived in Oklahoma in a lot of years since I was in college, but my father was from Oklahoma, and used to listen to Alex back on that that other radio station when I was a kid in the 80s, 70s, and 80s, and you guys have taken over kind of the reins of the Kings, in my opinion, of sports, and it's nice when you don't live in state you're able to kind of stay tuned in and stay dialed in for free, and uh, you guys do a hell of a job. And you're very patient. That. You can cut some of us off after too many course Banquets, but you don't. You let us gabble on and go bombing we'll on the microphone. So one day I'll buy you guys a course Banquet when I see you All right. out west. See you for the
1: Alabama game next year. Right, see you, brother. See you for the Alabama we'll game next year. All right? All right. All right. All
8: right. All right. Definitely, we'll see you guys out here.
1: You know, this is um, it's like a, a full like, full circle moment. It's like a full season moment. And I love ending the regular season with a win. That didn't happen last year. But we all go through a lot with together throughout a season, man. It hasn't hasn't been easy around here. It's like we're all in therapy together. For a long time. They were 8-0 a few years ago, and we're all pissed with the way that they're playing. So we yell at you guys. You guys yell at us. We're pissed at you. You guys are pissed at us. But then we all come together at the end of the season. It's like, you know what? No. I love you. We love you guys. You guys love us. It's, it's just, heat of
2: the moment. It's heat of yeah. the moment. And it's all passion yeah. for the team. Yeah. That's the No, key. that's
1: what it is, yeah. It's it's never personal. If people it, start calling and they're
2: lethargic, then we got trouble. Or if they stop calling yeah. all together, we got trouble, time. Nothing
1: is ever personal. It's just in the yeah. moment, we're all frustrated. We want the same thing. So, yes, I don't absolutely. know, man. Like, today's just kind of cool that we can all be, yeah, we probably disagreed at some point or the other before text line said this, whatever, phone call said this. It's like we all we're all wanting the same thing. We appreciate you guys being here. Like, seriously, yes. it's it, the difficult times, the difficult post-game shows make it what it is, man. You know, if it was just easy all the time, It'd I don't know, boring. it wouldn't be as genuine. It'd be boring. We'd so be doing radio for Bixby or something. It's cool, man. It'd be boring. I, 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 I love it. I love you guys. It's it's a lot of fun. It's the most, um, I don't know, like doing a post-game, sh- post-game radio show where the callers and te- it's just like the most raw, like genuine form it's emotional. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. some
2: alcohol involved. I mean, it's uh, the most college college emotion side.
1: that you're going to get covering a college football yeah. team is is just right after. So it's 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 great, man. Yeah, absolutely. You can't beat it. Can't beat it. Can't, beat it. can't beat it. We're not going anywhere. I promise you that. 405-329-9000. Heard Gunny's hanging on the line. Oh, Gunny. talk to Gunny coming up next. And we'll get to more text as well right here on the ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. Winnie Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live from O'Connell's on Campus Corners. Sooner hoops up one in the second half on USC, 60-59. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, BB was asked about Jeff Levy's candidacy at Mississippi State. Quote, I want all my guys to have opportunity, and I will support them any way I can. I'm all for my guys having opportunities. So, okay, there's that. And like I said earlier, he's texting a – a media member out in Mississippi that covers Ole Miss Mississippi State earlier today and Mississippi State side feels confident so we'll see what happens in the next couple of days if uh, Jeff Levy is indeed the next head coach of Mississippi State. I am in no way reporting that I just wanted to relay what I'm hearing from a Mississippi guy earlier today text me during the game like hey man hey man I guess the radio shows out there we're talking about it all today. Um, Jeff Levy is the hot name that Mississippi State fans are talking about today. Now, this is a head coaching search. Things can change. And apparently Willie Fritz, head coach at Tulane, told them no. Potentially as recently as this morning, maybe Willie Fritz ends up going back to Mississippi State. Jamie Chadwell has turned them down. These are fluid situations. Things can turn quickly. But as of right now, that's what the Mississippi State side is thinking. It's just
2: tough because, you know, Jeff Levy was calling a game today. He was a little busy. He called a hell of a game. 69-point game from his offense. Well, 62-point game because Billy Bellman had the pick six. But regardless, um, yeah, I mean, would it be a little concerning, Tyler, if Tulane's head coach doesn't want the job, if Chadwell doesn't want – like, you know, like at a certain point – It's a tough
1: gig, man. It's one of the tougher jobs in the SEC. it's tough
2: because you're not going to have – the talent that like Dak prescott ain't walking through that door i know that's your boy
1: well not really (laughs) but but
2: but the dan Mullen, Dak prescott years are are long ago oh yeah so i mean jeff levy can be afforded the opportunity to be like look if you go to the sec and say you i don't know with ou and texas entering the league now you're moved down two more rungs what if you win four or five games a year then you're going to get Fired in three years and then you've got to start over like I don't know it's a
1: it's hard to turn down an SEC job very at the same hard. time make right. sure you take the right job with your first opportunity
2: right and that's what's that's what's tough because there are a few SEC programs especially with the schools in the east like yeah you lose to Georgia but the rest of it's pretty open Florida's yeah. been bad Missouri's been bad you know Vandy's been bad the Mississippi or sorry regardless but with divisions going away Man, I mean that
1: job got tougher. That job got a lot tougher. Yeah,
2: and OU and Texas both look like they're on the rise. So I mean, what's a good win? What's a good season in Mississippi State now? Six wins?
1: Yeah, I think so. So, Six wins and win the Egg Bowl.
2: But does the but does the administration and does the fan base accept that that's a good season? Maybe not. And if they're not willing to be realistic, um,
1: a lot of people have unrealistic expectations. Are are you out on the curb
2: in three years, going well? At least I was a head coach.
1: Gunny for Mississippi State head coach. What do you say?
2: I'll tell you what I uh, I'm all for it. I'd love to be on that. I'd love to be on that staff.
1: <laughs> oh my. God. Hey, can we
2: be? Hey, Gunny, can the we be coordinators?
1: Be the most chill staff in college yep, football. Ty-
2: Tyler and I will be your offensive and defensive coordinators.
1: Gunny, you're on the post game show. What's up, man?
6: We fly high. I guarantee that. My God,
1: my plans. <laughs> <friends. laughs>
6: yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but uh, I could, y'all y'all probably know I'm a off the cuff kind of guy. But uh. Man, how about that? How about that saw chuck? But is that good. not what you've been waiting
1: on? Four straight games of hundred yards, Gunny. I have been waiting on that.
6: I, I, I think I bought all the stock over the last two years, you know, so there ain't nothing left. But uh, and you know, this this going to be a no Freeman hate zone at least while I'm in control for a minute. But because uh, <laughs> I guarantee you, there's nobody harder on that young man than himself. But
2: yep, yep, no doubt.
6: The the defense, man, uh I don't think I've seen a regression like this over the last what month. It, it's who, it's actually quite quite mind-blowing, fellas.
1: Yeah, y- y- you know what you know what's funny, Gunny is last last week we did the post-game show and we were down on the defense. But then we said, "Well, you know what? They created three turnovers and they had the biggest play of the game, they had a pick six. And once again today, and I, I am in no way trying to tell anyone that the defense played well today. They didn't. But even in games that they play poorly, they're still coming up with a defensive score and still coming up with turnovers, which is which is interesting, right? It's a and feast or
6: famine.
2: It's a feast <laughs> or famine situation, kind of what annoys me. It feels like some defenses of old that have relied on big plays as opposed to consistent good play. And you don't want to trade in the big plays, right? I mean, you still have massive-type plays, right? The forced fumble from Reggie Pearson, the funeral director. Billy Bowman's pick six. I mean, those are big, big plays, and I don't want that to get lost in a defensive performance that was obviously subpar.
6: See, that's, that's what I'm saying. This, we've had the big plays. We've had the turnovers, but overall... You know, when when he looks at you and we, I guess they decide they're gonna run the ball right at us. And if we don't fit it up or somebody's still gonna make a tackle. You know?
1: Yeah. Right. I hear you man. Too too many open guys in the middle of the field for sure. Hey, um, this wouldn't be Lil Joe's first OU football game. Well, wait, 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 hold yes, on. Wait, wait, OU well, is undefeated since Lil Joe has been on this second. earth, right? Yes, OU is undefeated yeah. since Little Joe has been alive, Gunny's new son. So, just saying. Little Joe for OC, maybe. Yeah, potentially.
2: I mean, scores 69 points club. his whole
1: life. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, hey, y'all do know what time it is, right? Yeah, I do. Time, I, think.
2: I do. Oh, All right. 420. <laughs> did you, Gunny, did you call in specifically on 420? to it. I
6: timed it quite well, did I not?
1: Yes, you did. <laughs> Hey, good. Get All to right, it, man. Guys. Hey, we appreciate you. Love you guys. Hope Love you had too, a man. great
6: Thanksgiving.
1: We did. You as well. Um, 405-329-9000 If you want to hop in. By the way, so it was. Um, you remember the Drake Stoops catch on the OU sideline that ended up getting reviewed?
2: Yeah, the toe tap.
1: And I don't know how many people caught this in the stadium. If Drake caught did. It, you caught it, well, yeah, he did. <laughs> but if you saw this in the back end of that play. Look, I've seen some blatant fake injuries before. I don't
2: even want to talk about Did it.
1: Did you see those Bro, two guys? Two guys oh, my dropped gosh. at the same
2: time. One guy <laughs> saw the other one down and said, oh, I'm good, actually, and just stood up and walked it off. It was the
1: worst acting job of a fake injury I've ever seen in my entire Scary life. Scary Gary had the text of the day oh. for me.
2: He said, hey, has anybody checked on those two Dude. TCU players? Are they okay?
1: Oh, like, that was sad. That's
2: what cracks me up is, Tyler, they got to do something about this, man. Yeah, It sucks. They literally one looked at the other and said, oh, you're doing it this time? Okay, cool, I'll get up. Like,
1: it was embarrassing. I mean, I hope those guys are embarrassed. It was bad.
2: I hope they are too.
1: What was the play of the day today? Gibson's touchdown, Brennan Thompson getting his first touchdown catch.
2: Honestly, because of the throw from Dylan, Jaden Gibson's touchdown, the thing is with a lot of deep balls, it's like, okay, Dylan's got to put it out there, somebody's got to go get it right. Like, but they usually aren't both like, like elite elite plays, right? One's usually elite, one's usually really good, right? Like that throw to Jaden Gibson up the sideline—you could see Dylan let it go. I'm not sure Dylan could see Jaden yeah. Gibson when he threw it because he was blanketed, and he just trusted Jaden Gibson to go out there and get it. Jaden makes an incredible catch. He, it's probably the best deep ball Dylan's thrown all yeah. year. He's got his jersey being pulled down. From a defender as he walks across the goal line with the number one in his <laughs> offhand pointing to pointing That's to the fans awesome. pointing back as he still needs to cross the goal line. Tyler, the Instagram caption for that, Danny Stutzman's going to have to cook something up. Oh here. yeah, but oh. I, but I think that was the play of the game. The, the the close one for me would be Billy Bowman's pick six, just for what it means for him. I think that solidifies him as first team All Big Twelve. Has to. He might get some national, maybe a. Maybe an all-American, uh, maybe a second team, maybe maybe some third team that uh, uh, publications that do that. But I thought that was really important for Billy Bowman. I just hope that no NFL scouts saw it.
1: I. Uh, yeah, it's almost like the quietest great year, that right. We've seen, in, right. in a weird way, it's been it's been just a quiet great year. I agree with the Gibson touchdown; as the play of the game. But go back and watch the touchdown pass to Brendan Thompson. How much? I mean, you've seen Dylan Gabriel throw a ton of passes here dude, he really reared back on that deep ball to Brendan Thompson because he knows who he's throwing to. He didn't want to overthrow him. Everything Gabriel had on that throw, it felt like he put into it. Like, I'm I'm really going to reach back for this deep ball. And he got it. He got it to Brendan Thompson, and he scored. Yeah, I mean,
2: that's the thing. It's when he threw that, I was like, oh, Dylan, I was like, you got to let this thing go because I saw it, and I was like, 15, oh, no, (laughs) like right when the ball came out. But, and again, he threw the pick on the second one. You just got to get used to throwing to Brennan Thompson. And I know it sounds silly because a lot of people are like, well, they're just normal receivers going out like he's thrown to a guy running. Look, guys, this guy runs a 10 yeah. And there's a reason, the same reason that he's wide open every play is the same reason that it's tough to get acclimated to the speed.
1: True. Uh, OU's up 68-64 right now in the second half. And we what, e- and what excites
2: that. me the most about that, Tyler, there are – there are large groups of people in O'Connell's right now under three minutes that are cheering on the Sooner basketball team. That's yeah, cool. They've man. got it on the TV. like, I, I feel like the excitement's really back in Norm for the basketball team. If they're able to win this, and and really theoretically maybe if they don't because of their big win over Iowa, like this is a team that could be ranked, should be ranked. It's an exciting team. Porter Moser squad is playing a very athletic, fast-paced, exciting brand of basketball. You Guys, got to get out to the LNC. I will see you there because I will be driving down from Tulsa making sure I'm at the LNC for these games.
1: I think a week from Tuesday they play uh, Providence at home, so that will be a nice yep. little uh, test yep. for him. Uh, Mizzou's up 17 nothing on Arkansas.
2: Sons of oh, – no, sorry.
1: No, you can say it's fine. New Year's Six Bowl on the line, potentially you can say it's fine. Uh, 405 <laughs> 329 9, 000, just a couple of segments left. On this Friday afternoon, keep it locked right here on The Ref for the home sooner fans. Wendy's Chevrolet Shooter Game Day wrap-up show. Wendy Chevrolet, where you get the hometown experience. We appreciate them supporting all of our free and post-game coverage this year. Wendy, Chevy, Purcell. Go check them out. 70-68, to 68, under a minute and a half left. OU's up to over 23rd-ranked USC out in San Diego. We'll keep you updated on that. Back to the phone lines we go. Let's go to Jay. Jay, you're on the post-game show. What's up, man?
0: Hey, how are you guys doing?
1: Pretty good, Jay. What's
0: up? i got three things. First off, uh, the loyalty uh, that is being shown to Gavin Freeman has just been – has turned into stupidity, if you ask me. Um, not only is he not fielding punts like he should, he's been pigeonholed by the offensive coordinator that anytime he's in a game, he's running a fly sleep. Um, and, and that's put him at a disadvantage – um, as it is, um, I, I don't think he should see the field the rest of, the, uh, any, the rest of this year for sure and, and um, probably not next year either. Um, the other thing I have a concern with is, to me, this is two years in a row where the defense has gotten progressively significantly worse as the year has gone on. And I don't know what the reason for that is, but I find that to be very concerning um, that, that's Especially when I felt when like
1: it. they were as healthy as they've been in a while, too. Like, you can't blame it on right. injuries. Uh, so I looked up today and I'm like, okay, Ormason's <laughs> out there, Peyton Bowen's out there, Gentry Williams is back. No, I, I hear you, man.
0: Right. So, to me, that's an indictment on development and that's an indictment on coaching. And that leads me back to another thing, um, is that I feel like there's dead weight on this coaching staff. And one of the ones that's a med- the main dead weight um, is Ted Roof? Um, the guy should never have been hired here in the first place. He didn't have the he didn't have the resume for that. He, from what I can tell, doesn't pay any dividends in recruiting. Um, I can't name the last big recruit that he's closed a deal on. Um, and when you have guys out there um, that, to me, could be hired um, and brought to the staff and improve the staff almost immediately, just two that I could think of. That one one was. Was a consultant or an analyst this year, and Jim Leonard, who's probably going to be off the market now. Jim Leonard, Um, another guy, another guy, and I can't think of his name right now. I forget it. But what about the Iowa defensive coordinator? What? Why can't we bring in somebody like that that at least has a pedigree and a resume that you can rely on, as opposed to a guy that's failed miserably everywhere he's been? So Um, here's
2: here's the problem when it comes to hiring coordinators under a under a head coach that specializes on that side of the ball. Early in the year when the defense was playing good football, um, everybody said, man, Brent Venable's defense is here, right? Well, now that it's lagging, now we're talking about the dead weight that Ted Roof brings. The problem is you need a defensive coordinator to come in that specifically runs Brent Venable's system. And what's tough about it is this is Brent Venable's first coaching job, right? So this is the first time he's had to hire somebody to – run his system kind of by proxy right and but also run it like if you hire Jim Leonard go ahead and throw away Venables defense he's going to run his own if you want to hire Iowa's defensive coordinator cool throw away Brent Venables system he's going to run his own like you have to hire a guy oddly enough but I do agree with you how about this I do agree with you that I would love to see maybe somebody else given the the DC title and maybe you make like James Skalski the linebacker coach or something like that that's gonna give you an advantage in recruiting just like you said. Or 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 specifically maybe address that position in recruiting. It's
1: hire an ass kick like Brent's gonna coach the backers. Right, right. Brent's gonna call the defense most likely. Right. Hire an ass kicker as at that, as that line. Exactly. Or well, when you're Exactly because you, you're a, you,
2: you can't hire Ted Roof to be anything but essentially what Brent Venable's wants him to do at the time. And the problem is you can't bring in Leonard. You can't bring in Iowa's D.C. You just can't bring in those guys because they're not going to take a job and say, like, oh, uh, I just have to run somebody else's defense. And if the defense goes poorly, then it's going to be on me. And if the defense goes well, all these OU fans are going to talk about how great Brent Venables is. It, you're just not gonna, It's just not going to happen. But I do agree that you could do some different things on the staff. I do agree with you there.
0: Well, I think I think you can bring somebody in that at least can pay you dividends. If you want to do somebody that's quote unquote, a disciple of Brent, Brent Venable's defense, then that person better bring something else to the table too. Like, like I said, a a dynamic recruiter or somebody that's a really good uh, position coach and can coach a coach, a specific position on, on the field. But we get none of that from Ted roof. I mean, none of it. And uh, to me, like I said, that's two years in a row Look at the stats um, of the last six games we played last year, and the last six games we played this year defensively, and they're atrocious. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be better, than better. better. It is not much better. It's not much better this year than it was last year statistically. Look at it.
1: Um, hey, appreciate the phone so, Jay.
0: All right, Bye. there
1: you go. Sorry, I'm just trying to, like, keep up with this OU-USC basketball game. And I do
2: do appreciate the call because I do think, Tyler, it's a worthwhile conversation of, look, the defense did, you know. It was one of their worst days today. But the problem is, okay, we played TCU. TCU is a top 15 offense in the country. We let some things get loose. There's no doubt about it. Key Lawrence took one of the worst angles I've ever seen. Billy Bowman took a bad angle, too. Like, that kind of stuff. You get annoyed with, there's no doubt. But last game of the season against one of the best offense in the country, and your offense is putting up massive numbers, right? It's like whether we like it or not, defenses tend to let up a little bit whenever you, you've got 60 on the board. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just I- is what it is when you get two scores. But I do agree. I do think it's it's interesting to look at maybe the defensive staff going forward. I think we got a lot of really, really strong options there. And I wonder what maybe the five-year plan for Ted Roof was, because, Tyler, I'm under the impression that Ted Roof took this job. Ted Roof is not a young man. He's not just getting started in his coaching career. He's not trying to get a job, you know, at Oklahoma's defensive coordinator to take the head coaching job at a and or anything like that. Like, I think that's the guy that said, look, I'll be with you for a couple years. His son was here initially. Maybe that was a thing that he was like, hey, look, I want to coach my kids, see where it goes. But I don't think Ted Roof is is going to be here five years from now.
1: No, no, no. I don't think he'll be here three years from now.
2: I don't think he'll probably be here two years from now. How how long will, you know.
1: I mean, I think there's a chance he could retire to this year. I don't have any inside information on that. I mean, that's just a guess. But you mentioned Skalski, and I think it's interesting. And just because this is how it worked out for Brent doesn't mean that this is how it's going to go for Skalski. Yeah. But Brent got an opportunity, and he viewed it as just that, an opportunity at a very young age. Bill Snyder said, all right. I'm going to hire you for one year. And, like, we'll kind of reevaluate things after, right? Brent worked his ass off and he made it work for him. I I don't know. It's just a thought of could he he do that for Skalski? He sees himself in him. I I, I think he sees a bit
2: of himself in him. There's no doubt about that. Um, And Skalski, I mean, when you talk to our guy, friend of the show, Steve Stutzman, about it, he says, look, man, like, Skalski's really made a big difference in Danny's gear." Yeah. He said, man, it's just different. The guy's been there. He's been successful. See how it goes. I mean, it's just, I think Skalski has an opportunity, but that's the thing. Who's next defensive coordinator then if Ted Roof, just in a hypothetical world, if Ted Roof were to retire, you put Brandon Hall there, who's called defensive. I think Troy won, Hall would have One a great of the best chance. defenses I think he'd have a great in chance. the country at Troy. Great recruiter. He can call it great recruiter. Recruit safety like nobody's business. Um and then you put Skalski at linebackers coach. I think a lot of people would like that. Good recruiter, kind of like what James Laurinaitis has done at Ohio State. So, yeah, I think those are conversations to be had. But I don't think Ted Roof has necessarily done anything wrong. You know, like you know sure. what I mean? It's
1: and, and there were the majority of the year the linebackers have played well.
2: Yeah, and you also knew what it was, right? Like yeah. it was it was not a situation where you thought Ted Roof was going to be here for the next decade. He came in to work under. Brent Venables, Brent Venables' first head coaching job. He needed somebody to run his defense that he could
1: trust. He trusted a guy that's been in coaching for 100 years. Like, it is what it is. 70-all, OU and USC, under 30 seconds left, and uh, OU's got the basketball. And so we'll take a break and allow the, you to flip it over to FS1. They're to watch glued
2: that. to the TVs here oh yeah. In O'Connell's. I, I, oh yeah. I love this energy behind the basketball team right now.
1: Final segment of the regular season. Final uh. segment of the regular season. Coming up next, keep it locked on the ref. All right, we're back, and so is OU basketball. Oh, my gosh, did anyone else see that? A tip-in, never and a OU doubt. basketball has won it. O'Connell's has gone insane here. Tip-in at the buzzer, OU wins it by two over USC. Woo, that And
2: Otega Owe wow. came last year as a top 100 player. He's a true freshman last year. Him and Los, those were really the two big returners And he goes in, super athletic guy, goes in, makes the play. Porter is stacking recruiting classes. He's got, in his words, eight starters on this team. They get a big win over ranked USC. Never a bad time to beat the University of Spoiled Children. And Oklahoma will be ranked in your next poll.
1: Yeah, but you know how it is. It's wins like that when people are watching that make people say, oh, okay, like, yeah. like a
2: nationally watched game.
1: It's OU basketball, and, you know, a hot start absolutely gets more and more people out to the LNC, whether that's bad or, like, whatever, that's football school. It's just how it is here, man. And if you want people to get out to the LNC before the month of January, before conference play starts, a hot start really helps. And that's that's big-time stuff, man. You're right. They could be ranked next week, potentially.
2: I think they were 26 in Kempom this week. So, I mean, they, they're... They were, with just the win over Iowa, they're probably ranked. With this win over USC, there's no way they're not ranked. Especially, again, as you said, nationally televised game. Big tournament game. They go back-to-back games against Iowa, who's a, a good team. They actually score, unlike their football team. And then USC, a ranked. I mean, Porter Moser's got a squad, man. Yeah, He really does. And My this better. is the first team that he's had since he's been here that
1: plays his style of basketball and everybody on the team right now are people they are guys he recruited sure uh, by the way Jeff Levy was asked about the Mississippi State job and his interest he said quotes there's a time and place for it we'll see about that that's about it in quotes
2: i mean, <laughs> I mean well, well it's the same answer that is the same that's answer, not Dan answer. it's the same answer that BB gave about Dylan's return said hey look there's a time and place for that tyler what i would like is could these guys give us a schedule? When you say, hey, there's a time and place for that. Okay, Levy, when is that time and place? We'd like to put it on our Google calendar.
1: Seriously, man. Seriously. Hey, uh, Connor, we still got Ardmore Sooner on hold?
8: We do have Ardmore Sooner. All Thanks. right.
1: Ardmore Sooner is going to get the last word on this post game show. You're on the postgame show, Ardmore Sooner. What's up? Oh,
6: Tyler and Travis. Great to be on with you all. Appreciate you saying uh I, uh I think uh, most of us would have said, considering the year we had last year, if we 10-2 in the regular season, we'll, we'll probably take that uh, without any questions, you know.
1: Yeah, 10-2 and two season, it's a step in the right direction, win 10 games again you next beat, year, right? You beat
2: a top-10 Texas team, you got a chance, depending on what happens after this, to make the Big 12 title game. You could win 11 games with your bowl. You're going to go to a decently good bowl game, I think. So, yeah, I mean... I think, now, I think if I would have, Tyler, like I said, if I had a time machine and, you know, today's Travis Davidson yeah. went back to preseason Tyler McComas, first of all, I might have told you to put a little more, more money on that <laughs> over nine and That's a all half. I had. But, but what I also would have said was, Tyler, I'm going to give you a deal or no deal. You go 10-2, and two, you beat a top-10 Texas, you have two ranked losses, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, that's... Uh, that's, that, are you going to take it or leave it? I think you're going to take it. Yeah, yeah. I think most people I think, would have taken it.
6: I think a lot of people too. Uh, I think one of the other callers,
5: maybe in the guy from LA, mentioned
6: you know how bare the coverage was when Tito left us. You know, I think Brent's got a, a major,
3: still a major turnaround going on. Culture-wise,
0: he's he's well on
3: schedule. Uh, our defense is better. I, I agree. It is very uh, irritating that the defense is regressed. I think a lot of that. Can be put on, uh, you know, on the on
1: the on the number two linebacker, whether it's Kanek or, or Lewis. It's just like they just they just seem to be out of position a lot of times, and they kind of flip-flopping them. But
3: our back end is uh, near elite. I think we're our our defensive backs are as good as they've
4: ever been.
3: We've got to get some defensive line guys in the
4: field. and
3: I mean we have to remember too. Last year in the Big Twelve, you know, we we're playing basically 15 on 11 every. Every uh, every series, you know, and uh, that, that definitely definitely bit us in the butt, you know, in the Kansas game and the Oklahoma State game. But I uh, love DG, love Drake, I love our season, and I'm happy
1: with your guys. And we are SEC bound.
4: Goodbye, Big Twelve. Kiss all you know what. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Okay, I lied. We're gonna do one more phone call now. Jim in Arlington. I love Jim in Arlington. Jim, I oh, love him. Well, hold, well, hold on, hold on. We, we, and he loves him some Sam Pittman. Hey, so I'm going to hey, lead him up, in. Man? Well, hold on, Jim. Connor, can you right. can you go ahead and play our Friday at 5 tradition here real quick? We got Jim on. Wow.
6: Here
8: we go.
1: What's
5: the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm, I'm going to have, more have one. Beer, I'm promoting it now. not promoting it now.
1: I'm not- ah. not promoting it now. I gotta make everyone happy. Yeah. on oh, Friday it's close to five. OU's tenacious. Score sixty-nine.
2: The basketball team picks up a big win. <laughs> we got Jim and Arlington coming on the phone. I said day! To, we
1: had to play that. We had to play that. Jim, what's up, man? Good to hear from you.
5: Hey, man. Hey, it was a great win. Uh, like I'm like you guys. I'm disappointed in the defense, and uh, that that is kind of Lincoln Riley-esque, where you get a big lead and then you don't have any defense, and just you know try to keep the lead big. But uh, hopefully they correct that because you know Brent he gets on to him whenever we, they win a game you know he gets all these like, I found I, I saw plenty of things that need to be corrected so hopefully uh, they take care of that um, the only other thing I was going to say is on, on the must punt uh, and all that stuff uh, I'm not going to call the kid's name out it just it's just like anything else you know if you fumble or whatever you you sit the bench you know I mean, it's just it's just part of sports in general you know the next man up but uh, but anyways I, I hope he gets better but otherwise I hope someone else has a chance because that, that's going to be a, that could be costly somewhere down the road, you know.
1: Hopefully in the Big 12 Championship, huh, Jim? Hopefully we're talking yeah. on Monday that, hey, you can't do that in the Big 12 Championship game or it's going to cost you. And it's been a good day that, today. Uh, o, OU won. They scored 69 points. They covered. OU basketball just had a big win. Guys, we're one loss away. We are one result away from having an incredible weekend, Travis. Oh. An unforgettable hey, I kn- weekend. I know, there's
5: a, I know there's a bowl game and all, but, looking forward to next year. I know they listed who our opponents are. Are they in order, even though they don't know the dates yet, are they in the order that they'll happen, or are they, are they still jumbled up as far as knowing when we will
3: play those teams?
5: you, you guys what, know?
2: Uh, no, no, they're still jumbled. They have not come out with the times yet. So just so because, because they
5: listed them in a certain order don't mean that's in the order of the
2: playoffs? Correct, season. correct. We right. don't know when okay, they'll play Okay, I've always they're, wondered that,
3: since that. My decided, guesses yeah.
2: are probably open with Alabama, because I think, I think oh, Texas yeah, will open yeah, yeah, with Georgia. Yeah, I think OU yeah. will open yeah. Alabama, because yeah, they fun really fun, want to make it they want to make it an arrival, and I think that I think that the SEC would take over the entire TV slate that weekend when they do that. But yeah, I would expect to open with Alabama or something like that.
1: But so you don't see us opening
5: on the road at Columbia or something. Oh my gosh!
2: If they, they put us I on the road at Columbia, we I think we
5: go back to the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it was a great win, and uh, it's been a great year. But it's not over, guys. So we're still gonna call We still got a bowl game. We still have a Big Twelve championship possible. Yes, sir. I'm
1: Absolutely. All right. All right. See you, Jim. All right. Heck of a day's thus far. Let's go Tech. Let's go BYU. Let's go. Let's go Iowa I State. I hear. I hear
2: the Big Twelve runs through Lubbock.
1: Everything runs through Lubbock, huh? Everything runs through Lubbock. Yeah. Need it to happen. I, I'd prefer just. Um, I mean, you prefer the Bedlam rematch, but just just get there, man. Just get there. Just get there. And I feel good about this team and their chances um, if they can just get to that game. You know?
2: Yeah, I mean Feel I mean about it. if we can score sixty nine a game,
1: <laughs> we're gonna be tough to beat. Hey, remember when we were all worried about the short week, this quick turnaround after the Provo trip? How about that?
2: How about it? I mean, fans showed up. T-
1: twenty four point didn't I didn't mean, seem like much of an issue. Twenty four
2: point win. I'm not gonna talk about how much the defense gave up. I'm gonna say it was a twenty four point win.
1: Yeah. All right, that'll do it for us. Guys, we'll talk to you at some point. We could be talking to you in eight days. We might talk to you late in the month of December. We might be talking to you on New Year's Day, potentially. I don't know.
2: We're going to talk to you. We, we know will that talk much. to you. That We're will going happen. to talk to you at least one more time.
1: That will happen. But uh, regardless, the ref will be back on air, of course, on uh, Monday. We appreciate all the love and support, all the nice texts, all the phone calls, all the mean texts and phone calls those are fine too they just yeah. help the numbers well T- good.
2: tyler cries it during the breaks but <laughs> I, I i get him back in the game by the time we get to go live again nah,
1: seriously love you guys it's 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 raw it's authentic you guys show up every single week you show up every single weekday we appreciate that um we're to continue what to do what we do yep we're oh you we don't we don't <laughs> we don't act like we're anything else we don't try to do anything else love it hate it whatever we we do owe you that's what love we do fans So uh, we'll do more off-season content, transfer portal, uh, coaching carousel, hoops, all of it. Love you all. We'll talk to you soon. Right here on The Ref, we're the home of Sooner fans.
0: You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman,
4: Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app, The Ref Sports Radio Network.